It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is Daniel Southworth, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. This is Eric, the Quantum Ranger. And you're listening to From the Command Center. Q-Rex, arise! Hello and welcome to The Pullback. This is episode 415. That's right, 415 episodes of this podcast. I'm, of course, TFG and Mike. And we're in the middle of June, folks. And it is one hot summer. Holy crap. I am joined once again by Mr. Jesse Raz. Hello, sir. Aye, 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 aye! Hello. Hello. Please, you are no Alpha Five. You're right. I am. Uh, I am a Red Ranger or uh, a Gold Ranger, depending on what uh, what may need what the situation may need. Mm-hmm. And really, the only one that matters is the White Ranger. Oh wait, should oh, I have not said that? Oh, oh. <laughs> should I have not said that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're canceled. <laughs> I can't stop laughing. Uh, So anyway, we are here, and Steve Megatron would have been with me, but Steve, um, no disrespect to him. It's just the way he is. He prefers the short form stuff. Mm -hmm. So if we're doing two to three issues per versus like 10 or whatever it is, you know, he, he's not a trade person. He's a, he's a single double issue kind of guy. He's a one and done kind of dude. He's a, he's a quickie. <laughs> Can't all right. All righty then. I'm going to pay for uh, that. So that's all right. No, it's all right. It could be worse. Um, so yeah. So Steve started out with me on this mighty Morphin journey way back when on the pull bag ish episodes, 341 to 344. And then at some point or another, we did, I think it was 371, we did Volume 6. So 341 to 345 was Volumes 1 through 5 of Boom Studios, Mighty Morphin, Power Rangers, ongoing. Oh, and I guess I should mention this. This is a crossover with From the Command Center. So you've made it on the podcast that you've been listening to for... Yeah, I completely forgot that, hello, I have a Power Rangers podcast. Which I like, by the way. 
<laughs> Thank you. Nobody else does. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, well. That's all right. It's a team of one. Your mom mm-hmm. thinks you're cute. Do what? Your mom thinks you're cute. Yeah, I don't know what she thinks anymore. She's um up somewhere way above us. Thinking you're cute. Yeah, right. Thinking, oh my God, he had brain surgery and I wasn't there. Anyway, we are here to talk about Shattered Grid, the epic arc that capped off Kyle Higgins's run on Power Rangers from Boom Studios. I've actually bought this thing, this story arc, I've bought it twice. Oh, dude, I've, I, I have it digitally and I have it in like paper trade because I like to take it with me. I would argue this is the biggest thing to come to Power Rangers. Well, I don't know, since maybe JDF started or JDF started going on, on tour. I don't know, but it's been a long time since I think this community has been like this excited about something around the franchise. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, when Boom Studios launched this, when they launched the the ongoing, I was like, "Oh my god. This is awesome." Don't get me wrong, what they're doing what Hasbro is doing, I was going to say Saban, but what Hasbro is doing now with the Power Rangers series and whatever else, that's great. That's, you know, for getting new people, people that are well, it's still a kid show. Like, yeah, it's say- yeah, it's it's still a kid show, and they need to, you know, and television is only so far well, that you can do. And, and whereas- let's be honest here. So this allows those such as myself who can remember vividly seeing the commercials for Power Rangers coming on TV, setting their alarm for Saturday morning to watch the very mm-hmm. first episode. That's we're now you know of a certain age, and this is the way you can get detailed backstory a little bit more uh adult themes in there and richer stories power Mm -hmm. rangers at its heart is still a kid show and you know probably will remain so forever until you know until it ceases to sell toys which is what it was designed to do which is fine but this is like the next level of fandom and the comic series was good this takes it to an umpteenth level because it explores things that will never, ever, ever, ever be explored in the TV show, and that's okay. They tried. They actually oh. did adapt this in um, something about the grid, something about they, – they tried to adapt it into the TV show, and it was okay. It was Don't a little – me- I mean, there was, it, a bad, there was a bad Tommy, but he was a robot, and you know, yeah. Oh, it's it's a kids' TV show, and yeah, it's not. You know, your average kid is not. We're never going to get a five parter again. You know, we're never going to get a green with evil again. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 we're not. Uh, so this Shattered Grid collects. Oh, God, this collects a lot of stuff. The story arc for Shattered Grid, the reading order is Gogo Power Rangers 8, Mighty Morphin 24, 9 and 10 of Gogo, 25 to 30, along with the Free Comic Book Day special 2018 and the annual for 2018, and then Gogo 11, Gogo 12, which I did not read Gogo. If it isn't in the collected edition that I'll have linked in the post, it did not get read, but basically I have the 
master arc of supposedly the entire story, at least the main one, at least what this is what it says on Comic Vine, that the trade that we're, go- we're going off of collects Mighty Morphin 25 to 30, the free comic book day special, and Mighty Morphin Power Ranger Shattered Grid number one. Yeah. So I think we're only missing like one or two issues besides the Go-Go Power Rangers series, mm-hmm. which that to me was more for the kids and the Kyle Higgins stuff was more for the adults. I enjoyed Go-Go for what it was worth. And it was nice because um, because Power Rangers was was, you know, the, the it was like a monthly. So, you know, you got mm-hmm. you got it. It kind of kept you from going crazy. Uh, and then when they started kind of interweaving those things together, it got kind of really interesting too. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I liked both and I was, I was reading both before this and, you know, obviously including this. So, mm-hmm. so shattered grid. Oh boy. And I have to say the, the big collected trade has cause shattered grid, the, the logo and the lightning and whatever it's purple and white. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if it was black and purple, it'd be twice as better for me, but it's purple ah, and white. Ah, well, you're being nitpicky. No, I'm not. I'm not. I actually dig it. I'm just saying my two main go-to colors are black and purple. If I have some sort of t-shirt, it's either black or purple with black or purple things on it most of the time. I'll tell you what, the cover of the trade and the, and the cover in general with, you know, Dracon uh, holding <laughs> The, the cracked helmets, I have all of those. Yeah. Harkens back to the Boom Studio Zero where all the yep. individual rangers are holding that. So I have I have all six of those. I don't have, I think I'm missing uh, several, a couple of the variants, but I have, yeah. uh, but I have those and I have them framed and hanging up on my wall. And I mean, they are badass. Do you have the evolution ones? No. You need to look th- for those because there were evolution ones where it was like Draken's Evolution Two, Draken's Evolution yeah. Three. Yeah, well, I saw those, and I had an att- I had a, a a chance at getting those. Uh, I just, you know, have other bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem with variant covers for comics. They cost a lot. Yeah, but I mean, they look. The artwork on this is is awesome. Uh, yeah. Especially the cover work on this. Um, why don't you, I don't know. I don't know where you want to start with this, but I'll tell you the opening of this with time force, like just out of nowhere in the future. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. 20 years of time force this year, folks. Wow. I can't believe it's been 20 years since time force aired on TV. I know. Right. But it was uh, because up until this time, we really haven't gotten, hadn't gotten too many. Uh, we haven't really gotten anything other than mighty Morphin, And so to see into the future, yeah. Uh, like that was pretty cool. Yeah, it absolutely was. It's it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, shattered grid. They're going with the whole thing that the morphin grid. There are rangers everywhere. I absolutely dig it. Um, I think it's great, and it's fun and interesting. In this, um, before we get too far, as I said earlier, written by Kyle Higgins, illustrated by Danielle Dean. Nicoluco, I'm probably mispronouncing that. I'm sorry. Uh, with assistance by Simona D. I, I can't pronounce some of these names, folks. I'm just going to butcher them. I, I really cannot. But thank you to all of the artists for what you're doing here and what you did on Shattered Grid because 
It is amazing. And just the whole thing of like alternate versions and alternate, you know, who, who would you become if you were in a different universe and didn't take the path that, that you took in this universe kind of like, you know, that kind of thing. Like if Jesse Raz never went into radio, who would he, Maybe he would be, you know, a sports superstar and, no. you know, well, I mean, it's a completely different you. So you would have to go with things that you don't but, currently, but I would still be five ten. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, Muggsy Bogues was a short guy and I mean, he, he made it pretty good. He made it look pretty, well, true. <laughs> So it's really interesting. And, and there's a couple of things, and this is one thing that kind of confused me a little bit about shattered grid. So there is the concept of like the timeline of Power Rangers, which play out throughout the grid. So because you have like Time Force, SPD, um, and then other Ranger teams that aren't that are shown off screen that currently exist, but you know weren't in there, uh, mm-hmm. i.e. East Morphers, whatever. Um, but then you also have this notion of alternate realities as well, which is where Draken comes from. Mm-hmm. Because he is like like in an entire infinite multiverse of Tommies. There's only one that went back to Rita, and that was him. So yeah. there's a lot of it, it can get it, it. My one like I guess if I had a uh, a negative viewpoint on this, it did get a little distracting as to which was an alternate universe, which was a timeline thing, um, because we know SPD or not SPD um, Time Force. No, well, no RPM is a different universe. Like that's right. our mechanically like talked about, like that whole thing is a different earth entirely. Um, we know that, uh, dino thunder is supposed, not dino thunder, um, dino charge. So many charge. It's also supposed to be. So, but outside of that, it's like, okay, wait, is this like in the future? What is this? So it gets, it does get a little confusing, uh, especially with all the various teams as to what is what, but it doesn't really matter, I guess, but it's just a little tricky to follow. Yeah. I followed it. Okay. I thought it was interesting. You're right. That the worlds are like the, the time, tra- like they don't follow doc. Everybody should follow doc Brown's rules because well, back to the future rules are the easiest to follow. True. But everything's sort of folding in on its, on itself. Like you, again, you have the, the coin, the universe of the coinless, and then you have the main universe and you have the other ones. So, you know, he's traveling there, but is he, he's also traveling somehow in the future. And, um, so that part was, it didn't like kill the story for me, but there are times I had to go, wait, where's he at now? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that they kill our Tommy almost immediately at the end of the first issue, I was like, (laughs) I had the wind knocked out of me. I, you know what? I was totally fine with that because, you know, (laughs) Oliver is a little bit like uh, Superman and that it's like, oh, well, we'll just call Green Ranger in. Oh, we'll just call White Ranger in, you know, whatever. (laughs) You know, the character on the show is great and you can't, you can't be like, well, I hate Tommy. I mean, he's five Rangers, but still it's just like, after a while, it's like, there's some other great Rangers to feature, which I think that this series does a really good job of featuring different Rangers as well. And some of their strengths and allowing them to play key parts in this. And I think that's the coolest thing that boom studios did and continues to do. Cause currently they, they ended this series at issue, I think 55 or 56 or something. 
and we will cover all of it, folks. Trust me, we will. Um, but they have two new series. They have Mighty Morphin and they have Power Rangers now. And what I liked about Shattered Grid and what I think is super cool about this is that at the end of this, you have multiple Rangers from multiple... Gen- like, you don't just have the Dino Charged... And, you know, the Dino Charged team isn't here, but, like, the, the, the Dino Thunder or... The light speed, like it's not just one show; it's a multi generational thing of the entire grid. So you could have like Time Force Pink with light speed yellow and Samurai Red or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm. I never was that big on Samurai. I, I just I don't know. Um, my son, you know, I have a five year old, and he's kind of he's kind of getting into it, and you know, not my favorite, but uh, again, you know, it's a it's a kid show, and um, yeah, you know, it's you know, I I like. Here's what I need from them now, and I guess we can come back to this if we want. Mm-hmm. But um, I need them to give me an actual closure to Zio, <laughs> and I was kind of hoping that we might get something in here because. You know, we went from Zeo powers, which the Zeo crystal is supposed to always like it's supposed to continually getting more and more powerful over time. So, i.e., that should be like the most powerful set of Rangers by that by that definition alone. And then we switch it for cars. You know, I understand the the notion of, okay, we ran out of uh, O Ranger material, but dude, give you we've got that like. We we got the soul of the dragon. We got the Tommy, you know, future mm-hmm. stuff. We've gotten uh, the Psycho's quest, which was good. Give me a CO wrap up. Maybe they will. You don't know. Dragging their, they're dragging their feet on that one. So, but I was hoping we'd get that. But so, so where do we want to start with this? Uh, I mean, it's an evil Tommy. He's going to take over the entire grid. He wants to amass power. Well, why don't we start with why don't we start with where where the the trade starts off with? And it's an evil Tommy that we've already been introduced to earlier in the series, right? And he gets pulled into our universe when Billy and Tommy are get sucked into his. His powers mm-hmm. don't work, and so he is under lock and key at um, what is it the the wherever Grace's uh, Prometheus. Prometheus, yeah. And then uh, another universe, his universe is Saba decides to go and murder him because he realizes he's too dangerous to be left on, alive. And then Tommy murders him first uh, or Draken murders him first and then yeah. goes on. And that first issue. So and that's kind of where it starts is he, he gets free yeah. when he goes to Ninjor. I think this is really cool, too, if you're a fan of Power Rangers. Going to Ninja and bringing that original lore that was sort of written in for all the ninja stuff and having him go through and re-engineer his coin and just the dialogue of him going, huh, I would have expected myself to do better because these powers just look forced together. And like that whole conversation of him tricking Ninja, I thought was really a good fan service, but B, it really kind of added, brought in the TV show mythos and brought that whole sort of Morphin Master to, to the forefront. Yeah, it absolutely did. And what I liked about it was that he kind of Ninjor eventually realizes and finds out, but he yeah. kind of tricks him. 
Oh yeah. Kind of, you know, it was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the real Tommy. I'm this, I'm that. And I'm blah, blah, blah. blah. And by the end of it, he's like, Oh, by the way, no, I'm really not. I'm actually evil. And you know, which is kind of funny because, because I'm like, okay, it's, it's like if they took the, you know, the first trilogy of star Wars and rewrote Jar Jar Binks to be a competent person. You know, I was like, oh, so is that what we're doing? We're kind of going back and taking away Ninja, you know, and may, but then it like he gets duped and you're like, OK, no, he's still still yeah. there where we know just a little bit. You know, there's a little bit more of a, a, a different edge to him. Yeah. And I do. Absolutely. I, I think why it hits me so hard when Tommy dies is because right before that, he and Kim were having a moment. Yeah. That's why it hits me so much here, because, again, way back in the 90s, they kind of hinted and yada, 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 but nothing ever really happens. Yeah, and I'll I'll tell you, though, you know, again, this is the first time I've been on here to talk about this, but I really like what they've done with Tommy as a character in the comic books, because they actually let the fact that he was... Uh, brainwashed by Rita. He's been thrown on this team and kind of against his wishes and all that stuff. They let that marinate. And it's not just a, like, oh my gosh, now we're best friends and we're fighting evil. Like they, they kind of explore what that would really be like. And so he's been feeling like an outsider for all these issues leading up to this. Now he and Kim have gotten a thing. And you're right. It's like all of a sudden you're like, oh, we're getting happy Tommy mm-hmm. relationship from the show. Nope. Nope. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's not what this is at all. It's it's just so it, it's just so wrong. It's good. I love it, and I love. I am the single, probably loudest person that will shout the awesomeness that is Kyle Higgins and his writing because I mean, he loves him. the loudest. Yeah, um, because he lo- like when I interviewed him for the first time eight years ago. He was saying like he would love to be able to write this. And then mm-hmm. lo and behold in twenty eighteen or twenty seventeen or whenever it was that he started he got the job. And I'm like, oh, that's kinda cool. <laughs> For sure. And uh yeah, so we have a fight here with uh with Draken and Kim, because Kim morphs after Tommy dies, and then Jen shows up. Yep, which kind of ties the everything that was in the beginning into mm-hmm. into this, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he Draken disappears through a portal to his home world, and it is you know no use. There's no pulse. He's gone. Which at first you don't know, like reading it because hey, it's Power Rangers. You're sitting there going. Oh no, they're going to like bring him back. Like they're going to, they, they're going to, which spoiler alert, they do in the end, they do find a way, but you know, he, yeah, you're, you're, you're sitting there going, waiting for the loop, waiting for the loophole, you know? Yeah. This is exactly why I waited for the trades on this. Like mm-hmm. I just like initially when I read it, I did read it single issue and it did kill me, but in order to come back to it for this, I'm like, I cannot read this in single. I need to see a whole story. And what I love about the stories is 
what I love about the, the full on collected edition that they do here, because like I said, I bought it twice, three times probably. But I have this big trade that has all the whole arc. And then I have volume seven and volume eight of the series, which is part one and part two of Shattered Grey. It's the same stuff. It's mm-hmm. just collected in shorter, two shorter trades kind of thing. But in the trades, they do like chapter one, interlude, chapter two. Like it actually reads like a full on book as well as obviously it being a comic. Uh, can we also talk about how badass the uh, the Power Ranger guards are in Draken's universe? Yes. Like the uh, I got to say like the you know I'm a Red Ranger fan. Um <laughs> so I got to say those Red Ranger guards are are pretty awesome. Yeah. They they really are. They uh, where he's walking into his room or whatever he says tell them to wait for me in the gold room until then you know i have other matters that require my attention i swear to god they look like um i'm probably gonna get the name screwed up but the the red guards from from, from star wars yeah from star wars first guard yeah. Yeah. yeah and you know what you know what's interesting too is like so he goes in and obviously he has a relationship with finster with finster five mm-hmm. uh I still want backstory on on what he like how those two got combined together like what you know how bad was Finster injured that he had to you know merge the two like what the heck happened there Um, but you know you get a warm embrace from Finster five so you you start to feel like okay this guy's not completely you start to almost feel for him just a little bit because you see he's got a relationship with this creature robot Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah. then they get to, uh, which again, it's like you would never be able to get into this on a TV show. You get into the realities of, uh, that are being a superhero and what happens if someone dies. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And that's cool. I love, and that's what I've always loved about Kyle's writing is he can take anything and <laughs> he made me cry in Nightwing. He made me cry in this several times. I swear to God, if he makes me cry in his new series, Radiant Black, I'm going to hunt him down. Yeah. But that's, the, again, that's a mark of a good writer. If you yeah. have an emotional response to what they're, and it, you know, I know a lot of people or a lot of people that aren't comic book people. Oh, comic books. That's not literature. Shut up. Yes, it is. It's written. It has just because it has picture like, yeah, no, listen, I've gotten, I've gotten into that debate with people, and obviously, if you're listening, you don't feel that way. So, <laughs> but yeah, just the realities, though, of and and this and again, you know, going back to what you said about Kyle's writing style, you know, these are you know, you do get a sense that these are teenagers making these adult decisions because again, Tommy died in in a fight as a Power Ranger. You have to, you now have to figure out how do you tell the world that he's dead without revealing that he's a power ranger and thus revealing all of you. So then they had to go deal with that. Um, I love the panels where they, you know, they show, you know, how everybody's kind of dealt with that. Jason, assuming the dragon shield, um, you know, yes. all of that stuff, holding that back. And then we get into, then we finally get into the meat and potatoes of it where Jen gives us all the exposition that we need about mm-hmm. ranger teams, the timeline it's broken, um, this is uh, going back to your back to the future analogy. This is the doc Brown. This is mm-hmm. the, this is the chalkboard scene where he goes, here's yeah. the 55 that we're in. You know, this is, that's what this is. This is just laying it all out. Here's the universe as it should be. Here's the universe as it is. 
mm-hmm. and it's getting worse. Yep. And we cut to Samurai, and yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, okay, first of all, I'll say this. I like that they didn't just take Samurai that was on TV. Like, this is a female Red Ranger here. This is not... Well, did you ever watch the series? Samurai, yeah, we covered yeah. it. Okay, well, it's been a long time. Well, because I believe, if I remember correctly, like she was supposed to be the red, like that was that's why she's Red Ranger. Like that was mm-hmm. supposed to be how it was played out. Um, but yes, I'm glad they went with her because I think that a gives us a female Red Ranger, which we've been needing for a while, like yeah. in the forefront of the story. But B, as we'll see later on, play out her and Jason have kind of a a relationship, which is cool until you remember Jason 16. She is yeah, not it's weird. That's true. Into the universe sort of thing. So you can kind of overlook it, but you know, especially since, you know, we're all used to watching power Rangers and there's no way in hell that kid is 16. So Austin well, was in his twenties when he played this. So just like yeah. Jason. Right? Yeah. But yeah. So we, we get, we storm into samurai with again, a badass looking army. I mean, seriously, like, the Mastodon Rangers have never looked so good before. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just like, man, I, you know, I, I love Power Rangers, but these uniform cards, man, they're amazing. The artists that are working on this book are just throwing it down to the point of holy crap. I absolutely love this, and what I also love, not only um, on. Well, more so on the on the actual classic characters. They don't try, and I don't know if they could have done this. I'm not sure. I don't think they were going to. But you know how some comics would be photorealistic and try to get likeness rights for like the yeah. likenesses to. I'm glad they are not that. I. It's Tommy. He dies. It kind of looks like him. Obviously, the ranger suits are the ranger suits, and that's fine. But I absolutely love that these designs for these characters are not exactly the actor likenesses. Yeah. Because it gives them more of an originality to someone that may have never, never watched Samurai or never watched. Yeah. I mean, you know, I anyone that says, tell me about Power Rangers, besides telling them to go back and watch the best episodes of Mighty Morphin, I would mm-hmm. hand them the first eight trades of this series. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, but this fight is pretty, I mean, this fight's pretty epic. It uh, is. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm with you. Uh, samurai. I'm not super married to samurai, um, but I love that. I love this fight and the way it played out, but I also like how we kind of get this weird strategy where he's just going in, kicking ass and then taking a morpher. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's really cool too is, you know, you look at Power Rangers and you're like, all right, it's five teenagers, sometimes six with swords and all this stuff. It's like, you know, you do find yourself sometimes asking the question, well, what if you gave it to adults? What if they had this, you know, what if they were more proactive with things? And what you get is Draken. You get the yeah, Aspen yeah. guards, you get the saber tooth guards, you get the tanks, you get all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what you get. Yeah. I do love, and this is completely separate, but I have to bring this up because I just, I just have to. So 
was it last year, a couple years ago, whenever it was, Jason David Frank put out on Kickstarter Legend of the White Dragon. Oh, yeah. The The initial campaign did not get funded. He put it out again in 2020, and it got funded. I backed it. It was one of the seven. I've only ever backed seven Kickstarters. Oh, yeah. Uh, at least seven successful ones. I've backed a few that weren't successful, but whatever. But it's one of those things where it's like he says in, in one of those videos, it's like, you know, and this ties into your whole adults Power Rangers thing. He's like, I want to get back into Spantex while I still can. Because at this point, Tommy's pretty old in real life. I mean, yeah. JDF is—he's still in shape and he's still doing all the stuff he he always did. But man, that's going to be awesome. So yeah, Draken, remove their morphers, bring me the red one. Oh man! Then of course, uh, then of course, you know our heroes, the the Mighty Morphin crew, show up mm-hmm. pretty much at the end of the battle, just in time to save Lauren, the uh, Red yeah. Ranger. Um, something else that's really cool that I I thought was a nice touch is the like full on blending of technology and magic that Finster five is to take their morphers and basically, you know, allow him to tap into that part of the morphing grid. Um, What do you think about Draken's suit evolution? I kind of dig it. I think it's fun. I think it's interesting because again, it's showing you that he is more, powered up like he has more power every time he has more morphers to add to his collection i mean you know yeah so power, I, ranger, power ranger morphers gotta collect them all oh yeah i've got a good stash myself i like the idea of it and i just wish it was executed a little bit better because like i wish i had like you know each time it happened there was more of like a full panel reveal of what it was because mm-hmm. there are sometimes as we get later on in the series like i don't i don't notice it as much like the transition from normal you know black dragon drake on to okay he's got the samurai like the shield changes a little bit you know he mm-hmm. gets a little bit more you know green in there like that's really cool he's wearing like black pants is what it looks like but it's like mm-hmm. i i really would like almost like at least a half panel view of that evolution every time. Cause sometimes I, it, I, I tried to go back and pull up like a, a full like timeline list and it's not, it's not always easy to discern. Yeah. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think it's interesting. I think it it's one of those things where every time it changes, it's like, Hey, he looks even cooler than he did before. Well, again, I like the idea of it, but I just wish that, like, this is kind of a, a criticism of the artwork. I just wish that it was, I don't know, it was sort of like a bigger deal. There was more attention drawn to it, I guess, is mm. what, what, you know, what I'd like. Because I love the idea. And when I can find, when I can really hone in on the details, because that's the other thing, like, I just stare at some of these suits. And just really hone in on the details, but it's they're hard to some of this. Uh, some of them are just a little harder to see than others. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, and the explanation of the morphers and why he's using them, and how Finster Five is using them, and how he's like, oh well, shouldn't I be using more? And Finster Five basically explains to him, no, you can only use one morpher from each team, or else you know, it'll become unstable or else you end up blowing a, blowing a fuse there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, what do we, uh, I was to say the other thing is at the end of this, there's this long, like blue centurion sort of sub story. Mm, yeah. yeah I, I, com- I completely don't, I do not w- read the backup stuff. Okay. I have not. I, I just, <sighs> It takes me out of the story because it's a separate story from like when they were doing the Balkan skull backups in the first uh, mm-hmm. issues. I'm like, uh, okay, so this is where the kids come in now. Like the adult story's over. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I could be wrong. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to give one opinion here. I, I am, but I'm saying that it's been a while since I've read that kind of stuff. And I just, I'm, I blame Scott Snyder and Batman. I am not a backup story person. I want what, like, you know how you get to the last track of an album, whatever that track is, you feel from the first track to the last track, that final track is the end of the story or the end of that chapter of the story. And then, Oh wait, we have two bonus tracks and the bonus songs completely change the entirety of the album. That that's how I, I feel that. with the I can see that. Yeah. So the Samurai Rangers have fallen. The command center looks really glowy. I mean that's yeah. a lot of blue glow on, on Zordon and the, the viewing the viewing globe. Oh my it's a good thing it's not flashing because I'd have an epileptic seizure right about now. Holy oh Seriously, folks, I'm not kidding. The blue in here, just looking at this now, I'm like, holy crap, that's bright. (laughs) Now, this is where we jump. We jump from Mighty Morphin to Go-Go, right? Okay, I think so, yeah. And so this is where we get who, okay, my favorite character from this whole arc, and I will make this bow, (laughs) Ranger Slayer. 
we get Kim's backstory. Yeah, the alternate Kim Kimberly. Yeah, yep. that's super cool. And we learn more about the Ranger Slayer, which is such an awesome concept. The yeah. the use of the Sword of Darkness as a bow is so badass. Which, like I said, I'm I'm working on a Gold Ranger helmet right now. I will be making the Ranger Slayer bow because that is so flipping awesome. Yeah, it it that, really really is. You know, yeah. she comes in. You know, and then that in the um, the Grave Zord. We uh, I think we get that this year. This issue. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the, it's just so, so good. It, it just is so great. And then we go back to Mighty Morphin and we get um, Zordon and Alpha and Zordon's like, for the fate of all worlds, I accept. And he's going into the grid. Yes. It, it, it's, it's like it's a little yeah. like, uh, deviation, I guess, from the TV series, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get introduced when, when Draken's in uh, Ninjor's lair, mm-hmm. uh, we get sort of introduced to the concept of Morphin Masters, which right. we learn more about later, much later. Um, and so then uh, Zordon kind of is like, okay, I'm going to go commune with them. But, you know, and then we find out that basically like he loses his ability to uh, to maybe uh, to, you know, go into the Morphin grid as a master by doing this. It's like a weird, it's like a weird, okay, we'll, we'll give you a hint, but you know, you, you get 20 points off your test. Yeah. It's just so nuts. Yeah. So, so nuts and crazy and awesome. Because again, in the show, we never, like, we knew it was Zordon of Eltar. We knew he was kind of trapped in between dimensions, but seeing him outside of the dimensions and seeing him in the grid and seeing him basically make the sacrifice for his kids. Yeah. You know, for the sake of his kids and all worlds. And I love the way Kyle writes the history of the power Rangers, basically taking the original show and explaining to the Morphin masters who they were. I love all of that. I think that's great. Mm hmm. Because it's an easy way to tell new readers, hey, this is how Jason, Billy, Trini, Zach, and Kimberly came together. And then yeah. Tommy. We see, we even see Bulk and Skull. And oh man, that reveal later with Skull, I was like, holy shit, Skull yeah. Power Ranger. <laughs> I mean, that's a really cool and it, you know, and it's nice that they get sort of a little bit of a redemption in this too, you know, Bulk. Mm-hmm you know, fighting alongside Kimberly in the resistance before she's captured becomes the Ranger Slayer skull joining the, the Lord Draken's uh, forces. And then we eventually find out that he has been sort of a double agent. Like I, I love that those two get fan service here in this because it would have been very easy to just skip over them. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we see, you know, Tommy becoming green with evil and all of that. And we see him join the Rangers, 
you know, as they're, you know, mourning him because they're at his funeral still. And yep. it's just so good. Like, don't get me wrong. In 1993, when I was 13 years old, I was glued to my television for this show. I was all about the Green Ranger, whether he was evil or not. I loved it when he became a good guy, but he was a really bad, like, you want to talk about a badass 90s villain? Tommy Oliver, the Green, Rita's Green Ranger was pretty friggin' evil. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was that was some scary shit right there. Him and yeah. Lord Zed, I'll tell you what. I mean, there's a reason they had to tone down Lord Zed and have him marry Rita. Everybody was like, listen, you're scaring the poop out of my kids. Yeah. Did we, did we As an adult, all- I find that hilarious, though. Oh, of, course. of course you do. Did we skip over... Um, there was a very poignant, um, a very poignant scene as Draken's going and getting uh, morphers, mm-hmm. where he confronts himself as Zero Ranger Five. Yeah, that might be in GoGo. I think that's in GoGo. I think that's in GoGo. Uh, yeah. And um, I thought that was a really interesting moment, and where he had to confront himself and give pause to you know because you almost see a little bit of doubt in there because the whole thing with him you know first he's got this whole like i'm nothing like you you're weak you're weak but then to see himself as zeo ranger five and to have another power set you can see that it gives him pause there like Mm -hmm. okay did i do the right thing here did i mess something up right and yeah and so Zordon finishes his story and he does say what happened in our dimension is not what happened in all dimensions. Mm-hmm. And we go to Draken's world, which is where the coinless are from actually. Yeah. Um, and we see him and Rita and he's in his classic drag. You know, there's no samurai collar or anything. You know, it's the classic Draken uniform and yep. Damn, I, as someone who has talked to Rita Repulsa in the past, I was not expecting this and it kind of hurt, <laughs> but he you had, to know, dude, you had to know that was coming. There's no way no, he just obviously. like he took yeah. over for her. There was yes. no way. But again, this is the thing, like, especially with reading in Comixology's, you know, guided view technology going panel by panel, it's like, I wonder what's going to happen next. And, you know, yeah, he's talking about that, you know, every child must grow up and then you just see his smirk hurt. Oh, oh, my heart hurts for her. Rita may have been evil, but she wasn't suit. There have been worse villains and power rangers than rita repulsa i don't know she really there's really a lot there when um when uh she's a lot worse there than she is in the tv show because she is she is a lot more vindictive and she's a lot more dangerous in the comic books Uh, and is willing to pull in willing to throw more at them than she than she is in the show uh You know, that was, yeah, that whole backstory on, on, on those two was great. Um, in Gogo, I think we kind of, we kind of glossed over this. 
the Ranger Slayer backstory before Kim kind of, or Ranger Slayer Kim kind of gets defeated and then kind of decides to join sides sort of thing and ultimately saving everything. Right. Um, you know, the look of disappointment on Tommy's face when, you know, you don't have your bow, you know. Yep, you don't have your bow. What's what's wrong? And and by the way, the design of the Gravesword, just the, the remains of the Thunderzords all cobbled together as one was freaking awesome. Yeah, it was. Like, I have all the Thunderzords. That's freaking awesome. And then the Mega Gravesword where they combined with uh with the uh the dinosaurs dude i need that i need that toy <laughs> yeah but it's but. interesting though in gogo 12 they uh ranger slayer kim before she goes and does anything shoots tommy with the chaos crystal that she stole mhm and then we don't see we don't see or hear anything else about it. Not until the very end. Oh, she ultimately saves the day. Yeah, because she says you'll understand why I did this soon mm-hmm. when she shoots him, and she does shoot him, and it's <laughs> pretty awesome. Wow, what? It's very sort of like Terminator. Oh yeah, very much so. It's like, I'm going back to the past to help you out, and mm-hmm. no John Connor needed. No Christian yeah. Bale needed, thank God. Anyway. Yeah. So we move on to, uh, this is a series that I really liked, and I'm so glad that it, it really paid uh, played a part in, uh, in this series, RPM. We head into the RPM universe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dr. K. And it's like, you know what? That's that's a good use of Dr. K. Because if there's somebody up there that's that's at least as smart as Billy or maybe even smarter uh, and able to manage things like Zordon, it's Dr. freaking K. Yeah. And I liked RPM. I thought RPM was fun. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was cool. Well, RPM uh, had the same kind of uh, bonus that Power Rangers in Space had. They thought it was the last one. So they kind of did whatever they wanted to for the most part, except that, you know, RPM kind of went down a path. They got a new uh, writer, director, series head and took it down another path. And so there's obviously a very sort of deviated path there. But as a whole, it's a great series and it's a great concept, too, that you could only sort of pull off if you don't think there's any other Power Rangers coming after you. Yeah. Also, you get to see Jason teleporting his Tyrannosaurus and just sort of driving around the deserts of Corinth, which is, again, kind yeah. of an awesome concept. Yeah, Jason and Lauren hook up and they you yep. know, play footsie in the Tyrannosaurus. And yeah, I, I like this. I think this is cool. It just sucks what happens. Yeah, yeah, it does. But it's like, you know, they do a really good job of showing, you know, the, the battle on, on multiple fronts because you have the the new samurai squadron of, of Draken forces plus mm-hmm. the Dino ones, plus you have the RPM Rangers in there. And then, you know, Jason and Lauren are trying to help. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have that in there. Meanwhile, though, you have some stuff going down in the universe of the coinless. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, and you get to see the remains of the juice bar, which again, oh. it's a total nostalgia sort of fan base sort of mm-hmm. fan. Oh, but it's so cool. So cool. So cool. And I have to say this. <laughs> if I was picking juice bar over the max power Rangers wins over oh, the belt any sure. day. <laughs> over max all day, every day. Yeah, yeah. I love Saved by the Bell, don't get me wrong, but if I'm picking a, a hangout spot as a teenager, mm-hmm. the juice bar was way cooler than the Max. Oh, and how side note also, how badass was the last panel of twenty seven where it's Lord Draken, who's again, he's gotten another power, so it looks like uh, it looks like he's gotten the Zeo power. Mm-hmm. So we've got that combined in there, but you have the psycho rangers yep you have uh is that like the like the mystic knight i uh, mystic force i didn't really I indulge too much in think, i think so yeah i think that's or the, like that lone is. wolf or the wolf knight or whatever and then yeah. you have the power ranger or the the power rangers spd a squad oh yeah the a squad a squad <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, you are yeah. not doing any punches here. No, they really are not. They really aren't. It was all. so, so good. And so you have all that. You have that square off. Um, and you have, uh, you know, Kimberly and um, Jen yeah. flying around in the pterodactyl, the pterodactyl dinosaur, which is awesome. <laughs> and I love their exchange here because... You expect headaches. Okay, so the memory adjusting stuff, which is kind of a cool concept too. It is. It very much is. And and here's the thing. For those of you who are listening to this on the From the Command Center feed, it's been a while since we've done anything on this feed. Uh, besides, you know, the original MMPR <laughs> Boom Studio stuff that we did way back when. Since we recorded those podcasts a couple of years ago, I've been through brain surgery and headaches are no, anytime anybody says they have a headache, I'm like, go get a CAT scan. Oh, oh yeah. it's, it, you know, I, I know people, everyone's different. Don't get me wrong, but seriously, headaches for me are no joke anymore because I had to have fluid drained off my brain. The doctor said my brain was about a half inch from popping out of my skull. I'm just impressed. They found one. You know what? I'm sitting here trying to be emotional and explain my damn story. I'm just glad they found a brain. It's a good thing you're in Kentucky and not, uh, or Indiana, I should say, and not, uh, you know, out here where I am. But yeah, so we get, you know, Kimberly and and Jen. And yes, you're right. the, The memory thing, having headaches and being a side effect and. You and know. I think it's really, I think it's really interesting too. So what ends up happening, and what they're what they're kind of starting to do is, uh, Jen and Kimberly are on sort of a mission to try to recoup some of the survivors. Mm-hmm. So they end up with a ragtag sort of group of random members of various uh, teams. teams. Yep. So and and it's a very interesting selection, which plays out in the next arc after this which i was not hugely a fan of but 
Uh, I'm in the middle of reading that right now, which is going to be our next episode. And it's going to yeah. be interesting to see how you and I talk about that because I'm actually really enjoying it so far. It's just very slow. I was like, <laughs> that way. Like it just like it, to me, it, it just sort of felt like after a while that I was like, okay, this is a cool concept, but I don't feel like you even know where you're going with it. <laughs> kind of my thought. And then they sort of wrapped it up and it was still a little bit confusing. So anyway, so they rescue Corinne from uh, lost galaxy. Yep. And, um, which is funny that there's a line and it made me laugh in here because, you know, they come upon Terra venture mm-hmm. and she's like, what is, what group is this? And she goes, they're called the lost galaxy ranger or the, ga- they're called the galaxy rangers. Right. Which I'm, they never really called themselves that. I mean, that's the name of the series, no. but yeah, it's like, huh, that's interesting. I guess they had to, it's like in forever red where all the red Rangers had their morphing calls and mm-hmm. Leo just goes, go galactic when he morphs and he's like, go galactic. Yeah. You could have had him say anything else, but okay. But that's what he said. That's what he said. I in the know, it was like, but like after Jason morphed, he goes Tyrannosaurus. And he's like, mighty Morphin red, you know, so oh, everybody called yeah, out yeah. the name. Yeah, true. And Leo goes, go galactic morphs. And then he's like, go galactic. And I'm like, you could have said galaxy red or lost galaxy. Okay, whatever. But anyway, I digress. But so they come and they get Karen. Um, they pick her up. So we're at that timeline where she's taken over for Kendrick's. Yep. Uh, and then we're, we're kind of back on the uh, pterodactyl, which it's interesting to see how big this thing is. You don't really think about it really. on the show, but it's like there's like 15 people in here. Yeah, it's like really seriously. You well, I mean, it have to be, but it's like, oh, dude, I didn't this thing had like cargo space. <laughs> yeah, because in the show they don't like it. Okay, it's so the the only yeah, it's essentially a cockpit because the only place you really really see. In the actual show for Mighty Morphin, they did show the cockpits a few times. They really only showed the Megazord cockpit the most. But yeah. in the movie, in the 95 film, you actually do get to see how small those cockpits are. Well, but I get it. They have to do it know, for... In the show, they look tiny. Because like when, when Green Ranger comes in and he start, and he literally throws them out of their own Zord, I mean, it's like, how are you walking? Like, how do you get to the front row? Like, if you're Jason and you're sitting in the front row, if you come in there and the other people are already seated, they got to get their butts up. Mm-hmm. So you can, it's like being in a bad movie theater. Yeah. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And nobody goes to movie theaters anymore, folks. Oh. Um. <laughs> so anyway, so then we cut back to uh, we cut back to the Battle of Corinth, mm-hmm. which you know, they're kind of holding their own for the most part. You know, they got a team. The Tyrannosaurus is the Tyrannosaurus Rex is is fighting them back. Doctor K is kind of figuring out how to how to screw with their powers. Yep. Uh, and then something we didn't mention, uh, the thing that's kind of brewing in the coinless universe is they've made, you know, uh, uh, Billy and Trini 
have made contact with the coinless and now they're planning a sneak operation. Yep. And that is so cool. I love this. The two Zacks. The two Zacks. Oh, it's so like, ah, it's so cool. Is this, and maybe, and maybe we skipped over it, but is this, are they going there to get something for Rita? Did they make the deal with Rita yet? Or is that later? No, no. So he talks about, um, that his, because I'm trying to follow along. I've got the comics up, but I don't have the same trade. So I know yeah. I'm going back and forth. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where he's in there to, what are they? I forget what they're trying to say. Well, we'll, we'll continue. We'll continue on. And, uh, you know, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get it right. I'm sure people are at home going, you idiot, you idiot. But, you know, yeah, hey. that's me. Yep. I'm an idiot. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so the Battle of Corinth isn't going very well as uh, Draken finally steals one of the RPM morphers. Yep. But then the cavalry shows up in the form of Kimberly. Doggy Kruger comes down from the sky. <laughs> yep. Awesome. Yeah. That is so cool. I love that. Um. Yes, I do believe that we have already seen the Zack future where he yes was going to be the the Rita Ranger and he oh no I know what not, yeah and, not what we're doing the 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 plot is they're sneaking in there they're trying to free Ninjor that's what that's what it is that's, that's yeah they're trying to free Ninjor and Skull is helping yeah because Skull is the secret spy that's what yeah. it is yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, there's so many deaths in this. <laughs> well, you know, that, that's what it is. And it doesn't really matter. Um, I know, but you know, it's just so they, so they go, so the coinless ends up getting in, uh, they, they get to Ninja, but then Finster five finds them out. Um, a battle ensues. Then we cut back to, which is really a badass concept. Jason's T-Rex destroying the dome of Corinth. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just so this art, man, it is so good. It really is. I can't say enough good things about the character designs, the lines, how, you know, you may not know every single character, but you can tell the difference between Yellow Sabertooth Tiger Trini yeah. Ranger and Yellow RPM Ranger or what you know, clearly it's you know and we kinda end this part of the story with Draken trying to get to the Morphin Grid and it ends on a really, really sick sick panel soon. Well, well we lose we lose Coinless Zack in this. Just speaking we of do. We yeah. lose Zach. Uh, we've lost the city of Corinth. Um, and that's when, yeah, the, 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 the smile, the gross little dragon. <laughs> yeah. And they had mentioned, they had wondered what happened to all the people that dragon was capturing. Here they are in the next issue. Yes. So at least they're, at least they don't kill everybody. Well, you kind of you kind of get a sense that uh, he needs them for something. Something, yep. 
And I love that it's Kelsey and TJ, and I, I thought that was really cool. Uh-huh. Uh, poor TJ. Never gets enough respect. No, no. Well, he was... He got to be a leader for half a season and <laughs> got relegated to blue, which is probably better for him in the long run. But so we get more. He was the he was the first black Red Ranger. So I mean, you got to give him props. Yeah, uh, absolutely. He was a good team leader. Turbo was just an unfortunate season. So yes, it was. But the command center did get blown up under his watch. So <laughs> maybe he's not the best leader. <laughs> I mean, I, I want to blame Justin solely for that, but you know, <laughs> poor, poor Blake Foster. That guy must get so much stuff. <sighs> I think he's. I think he's. It's gotten better with time, but yeah, it was not probably that just. Yeah. You always hear about certain, and we can talk about that on another episode. Because yeah, Power Rangers and tragedy, uh, it follows people. So we get back to the command center with Doggy and Jen. And a lot of leaders in that room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a whole cabinet of them. And... Uh, Jason introduces them to Dr. K. We have Grace. We have Lauren. A lot of smarts in here. Oh, yeah. A lot of brains. And of course, uh, you know, wait, I've seen this in a movie. <laughs> yeah. So basically, we run down the plan. The plan is he's got this giant tower. Yep. That's kind of how he's using to broadcast all the, his powers to, to his forces and whatnot. So the goal is amass everybody that's still got powers mm-hmm. go to the moon kick his ass and tear it down yep um you know pretty pretty solid power rangers plan pretty much yeah and, and pretty- <laughs> we go back to drac and and this is by far the one time in 30 plus years, 20 plus years. Well, no, it is 30. Oh God. 2023 is the 30th anniversary of power Rangers. Holy shit. Uh, the one time in almost 30 years where I'm like, Oh my God, I'm rooting for skull. I love how they call it. Yes. That is so cool. Oh, so good. And one quick quick thing before we get to the skull, we kind of glossed over Andros's like escape pod comes crashing down right outside the command center. And we get sort of a very brief and they touch on a little bit more reunion between him and, and, um, and uh, yep. his sister, because yeah. even though Corone has already had that reunion, he has not because of where he was plucked in the timeline, which again, I think is very interesting how he plays around with that. Like not every Ranger is at the end of their arc, which is really right. cool. Yeah. That's, that's good writing that, Again, playing with time travel and playing with this many characters over this many generations of Rangers, you can have people do so many different things, and it is very interesting. Yeah, and then this is where this is where he finds out the Ranger Slayer has uh, slipped from his pow- his grasp. Mm-hmm. I've been searching for you, and yeah, the, yeah, this is where it where's is. Oh, where's the bow? Yep. Yeah, her whole timeline gets a little bit 
a little bit jumbled. She, she has a one-shot issue that we'll talk about at some point in another episode of the podcast, but I... She gets a little jumbled because her arc really takes place over in Go Go Power Rangers. Yeah. So if you don't, if you're not reading them necessarily in order, it's a little tricky to kind of follow. And that's where the Grave Zord is and all of that stuff. Right. Uh, so that takes place kind of over there. But this is kind of the the final wrap up of her as Draken's yeah. slave, and this is kind of where she sort of officially joins the team. Yeah. And we have Draken and his powers, and they have to move quickly. And you're right, the the constant costume changes as he's getting more power. It gets some reveals, but in most of the conversational stuff, it's just, yeah. hey, this is the... It's not enough. The, like, yeah. I, I want, or at the very least, like, give us some covers with it, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he's been in the Zeo one for a little bit. So you get get more exposure to that, but like, especially after he progresses, it's like the last one he's, he's got for like maybe an issue and then he becomes ultimate Mm -hmm. dragon. And so it, it's like, I just, I, I want to see it more in the artwork. You know, I want, I want a little bit more gratuity with seeing it because it's a really good, it's a really cool design. Like, from the original one to all the different variations are actually very cool. I just want to see more of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So this and is where we find out that, you know, by taking Ninja, they've kind of screwed him a little bit. Yeah, pretty much. You know, which, which, good, good for our heroes. Mm-hmm. And we get to Andros and him explaining what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. And we get to Jen and Carone, and I'm like, oh, another heartbreaker. Yep. You know, it's your brother. I don't know what I would say. I don't know how to tell him who I am. Oh, you may just have to wing it. Yep. You don't, yeah. You can't really tell him that you're you're the bad guy that you're currently fighting. True. And again, the timeline thing of, of it, of... Being able to put Astronema in here without actually having to put her in here as another villain in the way of Draken, kind of like, yeah. I mean, the way they, the way Kyle incorporated Rita was great, and the fact that Zed is nowhere yet at this point at all, it's just dealing with other parts of the timeline and not Zed. Yeah, which they get to when they go later in the series. Mm-hmm. Um. What's really cool as as a Power Rangers fan, something I never ever thought I would get. Doggy Kruger in Zordon of Eltar having a conversation about mentoring and leadership. Yep. It is so good. It's so because because I gotta say, you know, there have been a lot of mentor figures in Power Rangers seasons, but I gotta say Doggy Kruger is a little bit more Zordon like. Mm-hmm. In his level of knowledge. And I got to say, if Zordon could leave his chamber, mm-hmm. he would probably be more of a, you know, hyped up sort of fighter, just like Doggy Kruger is. Absolutely. Yeah. And we have a nice moment between Grace and Jason. Mm-hmm. And I thought, again, you know, it all comes back to history and whatever else. And the fact that in this universe, in this story that Boom Studios and Kyle Higgins and everybody created, 
that she was part of a ranger team back in 70, you know, yeah, the moon landing and all that. And she was the red. So we actually have had two female red rangers in there. That's in true. This, That's true. You know, um, so, but the fact that she was selected and basically led to slaughter. Yeah, that's just crazy. Untrained, sent out there to kill the green psycho ranger like that. That was crazy. Yeah, that was absolutely nuts. But I love that. Again, you know, you're talking about Doggy and Zordon having a moment. Jason, who. I mean, he is the leader of this team, even though once Tommy normally came in, Tommy ended up being the leader. Cause, yeah. you know, Jason, Jason had to go, you know, to some summit and save the world. Whoops. Not um, really. Well, not really. We find out later on that uh, that's not exactly where he went. True. But <laughs> Which, I really like that retcon, by the way. Yeah, that that was really good. It's also revealed that Grace is the one that builds Terra Venture. Oh, so that's what they end up calling it. Exactly. That, yeah, that is very, again, you have, the reason why comic books are such a great medium is that you have a set number of, you know, you look at any comic book series, take this series, for example, we got Kyle Higgins, Overall, on the main Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Boom Studios series, from issue 0 to issue 30, we got him for 31 issues on this series. And he put so much love into his stories that he's telling in this series. And then we get to, like, Marguerite Bennett in Beyond the Grid and, and other writers later. I think Ryan Parrott comes in after that kind of thing. I don't know. I haven't read past what I'm currently reading. Yeah. Because again, folks, I I read comics to enjoy them, but if I'm covering them on this show, I'm reading them to cover on the show. So I yeah. have them fresh in my like I read this like forty eight hours ago. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so I will equate this to one of probably the most amazing moments I've ever had in a cinema in my life. Um, and I would say this is probably one of the comic book forms of that. Mm-hmm. You know, when Avengers Endgame mm-hmm. portals open up mm-hmm. here on your left. Oh yeah. The Rangers walk outside the command center. Trini yep. said, look, and in the sky are a bunch yep. of portation lights. And then they cut to a panel of a bunch of morphed Rangers ready yep. to kick some Draken ass. Absolutely, with fucking Eric and Magna Defender leading the charge. Eric, Magna Defender, Phantom Ranger, and Gold Ranger. Yeah, right there at the front, saying, "Come at me, bra." By the way, I I did I misspoke earlier because I said that Beast Morphers wasn't in this. They were. They are in this panel. They Just, are. Yeah. They don't get, I don't. They don't get too much lip service there because that 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 hadn't come out yet. But yeah, yeah, they are in this. Yeah, they are. And you want to talk about a series I would love to see them. You, you want to talk about a story I would love to see them do. Obviously, we kind of probably can't at this point because of what happens in Shattered Grid. But these four, Phantom Ranger, Eric the Red, uh, Mike Magna Defender, and I assume that's Jason, not Trey. Actually, I think it's Trey. I think it probably it's Trey. is Trey because Jason is still the Red Ranger. 
Um, yeah, I and they love the two Jasons, so I think that's yeah, Trey. Yeah, that's probably Trey of Trephoria. I would love to see just a one-shot story or something with the four of them as a team. Yeah. That would be super cool. Yeah. And uh, Okay, so I got ahead of myself earlier because this is the panel. This is the one we end on where Zordon and Doggy Kruger go and make a deal with the devil. Yep. Yep. This is the deal with the devil. And, hey, you know, at least we have one more day. Uh huh. <laughs> you walked right into that. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I do love seeing our universes, Rita. I, I think that is super cool. Well, and it's really, it's really interesting that, uh, and I appreciate this detail. So when they cut to Rita's palace, mm-hmm. the neon sign on it doesn't say Rita's palace. Like you would think that they would go back and write on there. Uh-huh. It says Bandora Palace, uh-huh. which is from the Sentai, which right. I thought I was like, you know what? That's a really nice touch because you could have gone back and put Rita's Palace on there, but you didn't. You kept it true to the TV show and it was a mistake on the TV show. Yeah. So nicely done. With how this, with how this series is, I kind of like that it doesn't say Rita's Palace. I, I, I don't. Like I said, I. I think yeah, it's I mean it's continuity. Of the show for better or for worse. Yeah, absolutely. And you got to throw that fan service in here somewhere. I mean, I know, why right? not, you know. I mean, I'm just surprised there aren't five lions lying around somewhere. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we get in here and. Doggy and Zordon are uh, ne- brokering out a deal with Rita Repulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, it's not going so hot. No. She uh, has other plans. Of course but- she does. <laughs> yeah. I love that they try. I-, I think it's great that they do try. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they do, they do get her on board eventually. Uh, but then we cut to again another great scene, and this is such a dumb little thing, but I love it. Him melting down the ninja steel and like pouring it over and using it to forge a more badass Saba. Like I, I love that he is yeah. again using whatever, and this was in the annual, whatever yep. he can get hands on to just be more powerful. Yep. Which again, he turns he turns Saba into less of like a saber or, you know, like a, like more of a, you know, Falcata into more of like a, like a Katana. Yeah. Which is super cool. Yeah. Which again, matches his kind of power evolution that he's the suit evolution and everything that he's gone through. That he's gone through. Yeah. And we get to the point where, you know, it's the hero's speech. It's, you know, had him riveted, Doc, but aren't you forgetting something? Huh? Yeah, but you can't get a you can't hold on. You can't we can't <laughs> walk over the panel. You can't walk over the panel of the Magna Defender and the uh the Phantom Ranger having a conversation where he says, Oh so, no, I'm not yeah, oh, yeah. Helmet guy, huh? <laughs> like it's so cool here 
as they're preparing for war, yeah. uh, you know, Trini is, is trying to figure out the, uh, you know, the black dragon suit. Everybody's sort of comparing weapons and armor and, uh, and all that stuff. It's kind of like that semen, uh, scene when they're getting ready in Helm's Deep and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is so cool. It, it is so fun. And again, things you would never, you would never see the Magnet Defender and the Phantom Ranger. You would never see all those Megazords lined up next to each other. Oh, no. Because, hello, they'd have to trample a whole city to, f- to have them do that. Speaking of, you all can't see this, but I have four Ultra Zord formations sitting beside me right now. Uh, that must have set you back a pretty penny. Those Ultra Zords are really expensive. Uh, I had some of them since childhood. Others I've just sort of pieced together as I've gone. Um, for my birthday, one of my best friends gave me Tor. So I had the uh, the Thunder. I have the Thunder Ultra Zord. Um, so I have the uh, original Thunder, uh, the original Ultra Zord. Mm-hmm. I have the Thunder Ultra Zord. I have the Zeo Ultra Zord with Pyramidus. And I have the Ultra Zord that never appeared in the show. And that's the In Space Ultra Zord with the knockoff tit- Silver Titanus, which is basically the original Titanus model, but they put a uh, like a shuttle instead of the uh, Titanus head on it. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So they just made the toy. It never appeared on the show. But yeah, so I have that lying around. But kind of like this panel where we've got a bunch of Rangers. And I love how good... A- I, if there's one thing that we didn't get enough of, and it's because it was a kid's show because, you know, they left for pay disputes, but Jason was a badass leader before oh, Tommy. Yeah. Jason was a badass leader and seeing him get that character, get to be mm-hmm. that here is awesome. His speech is amazing. I love it. I think it is so cool. I think I, I don't think I know like, Okay, in from the command center's history, so I'm specifically speaking to the people who are listening to this on the from the command center feed. Yeah. We have talked to Karen Ashley, we have talked to Rita, uh, Barbara Goodson, and may he rest in peace, uh, um, Robert Axelrod, and we have talked to Jason David Frank. Yeah. If I ever get ASJ on here, if I ever get Jason on here, Super I, am, cool. I want. Austin St. John to say these lines. I like, I, I almost want to message him and say, Hey, will you say these for me so I can put them in this podcast? Like seriously. Uh, yeah. Ugh, so he's good. A dude. He's a super cool dude. He, uh, he came to Louisville, um, in 2019 and uh, I have video of him teaching my son how to morph. Oh, sweet. That yeah. is so cool. Uh, no, super, super cool guy. I met him and, uh, David Yost. They were both, at a con together. Um, yeah. So they were both super nice. Uh, I get the sense that, uh, that ASJ has been through some stuff. Uh, I've, I've heard some, I don't want to comment on stuff that I've heard. Cause no, I'm no, not, no. Yeah, no, no, no. That it's, that it's official, but like, he just seems like he's, he's had, he's had a life and, and, uh, you know, um, not, again, very nice guy. It just, it's just kind of what, what struck me. And, and, and you know, David Yost was the same. And, uh, I've met, uh, Walter Jones, um, Walter Jones, I was at a con waiting for him. He's come back for lunch and all of a sudden I'm in line and somebody comes up from my, behind me and go, can you believe this jerk going to lunch when he should be here signing autographs? And I turn around and it, it's Walter. Uh, oh, so it like, was him talking. Oh, talking about it. Oh, yeah. wow. 
Um, just an awesome, awesome dude. Like super nice. Exactly what you would expect him to be. You know, it's uh, so it's so funny you mentioning this because he is awesome, and I do want to uh, interview him at some point. Hopefully, before I end up stop podcasting or die, you know, lose my voice or die or whatever. But Walter Jones ended up going to, I'm pretty sure he ended up on several episodes of FX is the shield. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Oh shit. Zach grew up. Damn. <laughs> cause yeah. I hadn't seen him in anything since Power Rangers. Yeah. I was like, uh, cause he played Rondell Robinson. That's right. He played Rondell Robinson in the shield. Oh, so cool. Yeah. I want to talk to that guy too. Yeah. We well, have a scene. He- oh, go ahead. I was going to say both, uh, like all of them are super nice. I've never, my, I would love to meet or at least talk to, uh, Amy Jo Johnson. She's mm-hmm. I, every interview I've heard with her. She sounds very sweet. Um, yeah. once my gold Ranger helmet and shield are done, I hope to be able to, to meet, uh, ASJ again, show him that, but you know, yeah, who, know, who knows what, what, what the next, you know, time is going to, you know, foretell. So who knows when all that will happen, but True. after the hearing now, We've got Jason on high, giving a just a, an impressive speech to to everybody in front of their Zord. We got Dragon Zord in fighting mode. Um, got all these, which again, I love the I love the Zord combinations that he chose. Like, mm-hmm. okay, we're gonna we're gonna take we're gonna do this. All right, we're gonna go for power. We're not gonna go for numbers. All that stuff. And we have the single greatest emotional scene for Kimberly ever. Yes, where he passes her the dagger. Yep. You get to drive. So good. Yep. I want you to pilot the Megazord. Yeah. But it's in Dragon Zord mode. Exactly. The third actual isn't even a part of that, which we yeah. never see her on the show. Like in when it's in battle mode, she's always in the cockpit and it's like, what'd you do? Did you just ditch your third actual? Okay. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's parked it's over a- there next to the DeLorean. Yeah. Jason's usually in the T-Rex. So we've got that, but we don't ever have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because the, the, the Dragon Zord in, in well, battle mode, fighting mode, whatever. Um yeah. Zordon has said it both. Um doesn't involve the T Rex, which they can't oh that's right, they can't make that because uh the T Rex got destroyed when they destroyed the dome. So yep. exactly. So they are about to embark on a journey that uh is gonna kill them. Most yeah. Likely. By the way, I, I, wanted, I wanted a better panel of Kim in the shield too. I thought that was you don't you don't get to see you don't get to see Ranger wearing that shield very often. But anyway, just art nitpick. So here we go. Yeah, I mean, I kinda you're right, but I think it's cool that the dagger actually turns pink and we see that it's glowing gold. So she's infused with the power. So I mean, it's cool, I'm, but just it's like a hero shot. You know, it's not. Yeah. This is the first time in canon we've gotten. Kimberly wearing that because yeah. in the show we Zach wore it once, Jason's worn it a couple of times. Obviously, yeah. Tommy wore it, but we never had we never had a woman wear it. Yeah, I think for what the panel is and for for how it, you know, how he presents it to her and yeah. how she reacts to it, I think it's okay that they did it this way. Because yeah. again, for me, I'm looking at this in like actual like yes you're right i would love like looking at the full page i would love to see an actual full body you know shot of her with the shield but looking at it in the guided view it's like 
oh, it's just these little moments, and these little moments turn into something so large. And the best thing about it, though, is is that it well, it's because he's hugging her, but it almost disappears when they hug each other. And yeah, then, that's that was kind of the thing that kind of stunk. <laughs> like you get the panel, yeah, and they kind of hug, and you just kind of don't see it. But I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot to this issue because we got to get to the fight now. Yeah. Uh, because the fighting begins, they all, you know, they all, they get their charge. All the, the fighting stuff happens. Everybody gets into their, uh, battleizer modes, which yep. is pretty cool. And then we see the fruition of the deal that Zordon and doggy Kruger struck. Mm-hmm. Yep, man. It always has to be a fucking candle. Doesn't it? Well, that's, she hasn't played that card yet. I know. But you see, so, you know, you see, you know, her and, and Zordon and Doggy and Ninjor and the reveal, you know, only I can save us all. And it's her with the green candle. And it's like, oh, shit. This battle, man, this battle was wildly awesome. This issue took me forever to get through because I just kept staring at these panels and kept <laughs> looking know, right? at details. So many little details here. And I love that they kept, uh, I, this is what, this has been a problem in the show, but also subsequently in like forever red. Mm-hmm. I love, they kept the scale of Serpentera because oh, Serpentera yeah. like is bigger than, than the Thunder Megazord, which is actually supposed to be bigger than the Dino Megazord. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that Serpentera freaking comes in and, like, swallows the Megazord whole is like, holy crap. Wasn't Serpentera Zed's? It was. But That's... that is. But, you know, but we don't know what went on in the Coinless universe. Like, okay. where is Zed in that? You know okay. what I'm saying? And yeah. I think. And, well. Okay, I don't want to spoil anything because for you because you're not there yet. But you know that's kind of one of those things. Like, you know, I don't know what universe this came from. If it if it was taken from ours, if it was taken from his, but that's awesome. So the fight is at his palace, not Rita. Yeah, they go to Rita's palace to get yeah. her help, and they come back to. Yeah, they're fighting in Dragon's World. They're fighting in the Coinless Universe. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. His yeah. palace on the yeah, moon. Yeah, so it's yeah. his palace. It's his. That's where the tower. Yeah, yeah. It's his her- Serpentera. So maybe we have not seen what Zed obviously does or doesn't end up being in the coinless universe. Okay, uh, I got it. I, there's, there's, there's some, uh, there's some later on stuff that kind right. of right. No, but I'm saying a, as of this <laughs> point, because my my thinking was we have our universe, Rita but we have Serpentera. How did that happen? Because Zed is not in our universe yet. Now that I realize it's kind of like you with your epiphany earlier. Now that I realize this is Draken's Serpentera. So, you know, yeah, you see what I mean though? It's a little, it's a little tricky. Yeah. Remember where things are coming from, whatnot, because yeah, for sure. Um, You know, you see, you see now like, that long Saba saber just sucking people's powers. I mean, it's just leeching the hell out of it. Yeah, it is. 
And then, you know, you want to talk about a hero shot. Yes. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I wish her taking on the power of the gold shield would have been a little bit more, but I still love it with the context of that emotional scene. But her with the dagger in the bow. Oh, my God. And it totally screwing with his absorption and, yep. and going back to his lair. And lo and behold, who is there? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, who's there? That would be Rita. I'm kind of curious though. What did it? Was it the 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 dragon dagger to the chest, or was it her candle? Or did I, one to another? Let me let me look here because so, you know, I, I've read this panel a few times, and I know my, and I'm, I'm trying my to working, interpret myself. Yeah. My working theory is that she shot him in the chest and it interrupted his power flow. So he retreats and that's when he gets kind of caught in the candle. I think, and I don't think that they're related necessarily because they have the plan. I think I want to say it's a combination of both because She activated the candle in that one panel, but it didn't take effect until he was depowered by Kimberly shooting the dragon dagger. It's basically using his own weapon against him. Yeah. So take, take his old weapon, I should say, since he has this giant Saba now. And then, you know, now that he's in the clutches of Rita Repulsa in his own palace... Oh, by the way, by the way, uh, to answer our earlier speculation, that's right. Uh, he has taken care of Zed in this universe because uh, that's what I thought. Finster, Finster, uh, Finster Five shoots him with Zed's staff. That's right. Yeah, that, so that's why he has Serpentera. Yep, that's right. I that's right. That now. Yeah, that's, yep. There's there's some more like lip service to to that and to that yeah. the other universe bad guys in a later on um, Ranger Slayer Draken kind of uh crossover sort of three-parter yeah. uh, that deals with a little bit more of that but yeah seeing seeing him blast everybody with zed staff is pretty awesome yeah very cool very cool yeah but of course of course spinster just tries to throw the candle down it's you know it's not how it works there everybody it's not no yeah no that's not how you know make my candle grow that's not mm-hmm. how this works dude Yep, his power's getting sucked from him. So yep. it forces him to do the unthinkable. You know what? I, I lo- Okay, so out of... Let's just talk about the show for, for a minute here. Out of our universe and Rita's minions, I'll say. Because let's face it, Squad and Babu are minions. Finster yep. is more of a scientist. Goldar is the warrior kind of thing. Out of all of her characters... I never really saw original Finster as being super like he did read his bidding. He yeah. made he made the clay putties, he made the monsters, all that, but I as a kid I always liked that character because Yeah, because he just seems like a very like daughtery old man, not yeah. the evil, like yeah. you know, horrible creature that he really was and is depicted to be in the comic books. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the manipulative evil sort of thing that he is. 
Um, yeah, that's a genuine, it's kind of a genuinely sad moment that he's, when he snaps Spencer five's neck, I thought, but also it's very symbolic of his, there is, you know, I have no, there, there's no family. Like there is no good. It, mm-hmm. It's all to an end for him. Um, and he finally decides to just crank all those morphers up to an 11. Yep. And it was white. Yep. And then it to be concluded in shattered grid part yep. one, <laughs> which will start right now. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, um, that's the good thing about these long form podcasts and covering yep. these trades. They last like several hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. so, go ahead. I was going to say, so the battle continues. We, we start the uh, Shattered Grid 1. Battle still continuing. Serpentera is kind of wreaking havoc. Zords are kind of going down by the wayside. They're getting nowhere fast. They got to take out They got to take out Serpentera. They got to figure out how to do it. And um, this, is really, this is one of the cooler concepts in the book. Yep. I, ha- I cannot go any further though because we have to call the fact that hey that's light speed pink that's dana i always had a crush on dana mitchell's character all right darn oh, right man loved her uh yeah so they i have a crush on allison uh mcginnis so i mean you know well yeah i mean you know she's she yeah no no yeah, yeah. um yeah and we get a morphing sequence that is just crazy I mean, they take they take all these Zords that never should be go together, and they just combine them with uh, with the the Black Dragon, and boom! By the way, um, I like that they added the uh, Hyper Force. Yes, here, which is not uh, canon to the TV show, which is the uh, which is the uh, the MMORPG. Yep, and all playing. Sorry. Yeah. So what do we call it? Uh, how about if we survive, you can name it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. See, this is one too, that I spent, I spent a, uh, probably a good 15 minutes just staring at trying to figure out, okay, this is this piece. This is this piece. And you know, that was that, that I enjoyed looking at that and trying to figure out what went where, what came from what. Yeah. Um, it's a little difficult. I feel like they cheated a little bit, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that that image of the of the the full page or the full panel image of the Zord, they kind of cheated, but you really can't show in 2D art. Oh yeah, 3D objects are like I mean, if this was a 3D comic, they could do it. Not that yeah. 3D comics oh, no, are huge, but you know, but yeah, I mean, so good. And wow. Yeah. This battle is just, and I want to know, okay. Okay. This kind of bugged me about, about this. So Ethan's just been sitting on the Q-Rex Zord this whole damn time. (laughs) Apparently so. Didn't think to bring the damn (laughs) Q-Rex. We have to wait for the other Q-Rex to go to get, like destroyed before we could get the uh, the new Q Rex. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, um, small de- degress. Uh, I was not a big fan of Megaforce, 
went back and watched uh I know you you haven't really watched the Sentai, but um went back and watched uh Gokaiger, mm-hmm. which is the the Sentai that that's based on. Right. That is so good. So flipping good. And what's cool is if the Q-Rex, you're like, man, that looks really sort of familiar with a lot of things. It's mm-hmm. based on the Q-Rex from Time Force. Right. The Dragon Zord and the oh, what's the third one? I, I want to say it's the white Dino Ranger from um, from Dino uh, Thunder. Dino Thunder. I want to say it's uh, that. Draco. Draco. Yeah. So it's based. I think it's based on those three. It's pretty awesome. So anyway, but so he summons it, and Jason goes rogue and decides to make a run at the tower while everybody distracts Serpentera. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Jason's run at the tower would be his last stand. And if he's and, going out, this is the way you go out. Oh yeah, and you want to talk about a a, a a power move? The panel where you see the I don't I, yeah this is the final form yeah of dra- oh god that is awesome. Just the tower, everybody's powers. Yep, all the you know everything. So Freaking Serpentera is just chewing up the Q-Rex. Yeah. And then the whatever Zord slices it from behind. Yep. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Meanwhile. Meanwhile. Oh my God, this reveal. Holy crap. What an image. That is some amazing art. I'm not digging the cape. I was not a rookie fan of the cape. (laughs) Always listening to Edna Mode, folks. No capes. Yeah, and this is where... So this little bit after the reveal here is where we get the setup for what will become... The next uh, arc. The next arc um, beyond the grid. Yeah. Um, This whole... Okay, so this whole after bit. Mm -hmm. To me, this is kind of maybe the weakest part of this whole run. I enjoy it. But it's just very strange, and it's not necessarily my favorite, um, because you know you get basically Rita and Zordon playing it, the mom and daddy didn't have, <laughs> and it's very sort of Norman Rockwell. You go through there; he's some kind of superhero, which yeah. you know is dealing with these incursions from these sort of spiritual entities, which are his own demons. Come to find out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Dragon Zord, Tiger Zord, all being run by uh, Jen and uh, basically the remaining Rangers that survived the last onslaught. Right. So basically, ordinance. Yeah. yeah. He I, sort of like remade the universe in his the way he would want it. Right. I thought it was like. So I like the little setup for what we're going to get beyond the grid. I, I think it's a little weird, but again, as I mentioned earlier in the episode of the podcast, that having 
each ranger on a team be a mashup of other like like we said TJ and or Andros yeah. and Kimberly and blah 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 like you know all the colors but different for, you know a color from each team I think that's cool uh, the fact that he now has the heart of a master of a morphin master or whatever fine okay yeah. he's now a god and honestly I gotta say this is the best panel that we've gotten this entire story which one of the, of the dragon sword and the tiger sword They're yeah that's awfully cool. it's it's the the only thing and i'll say this now before we get to the end of the entire story the only thing that's missing from the overall arc of shattered grid is the falcon sword that's true that's true although uh, you get that in the tv version of it true yeah but uh, but anyway, so you know, we get through there. He he's kind of you meet all the individual rangers who are sort of weaved into the you know his universe, and they've kind of been given their own sort of like best case scenario things that they would want folded in there. He's not necessarily cruel, you know. He's not necessarily punishing them, although you know they are trapped against their will. But then he notices that you know he's he's getting winded. He's not all this stuff, and then Tommy the real Tommy starts coming in and then <laughs> Tommy comes and saves the day. And this is where we find out what happened when, um, she shot him with the arrow. Yep. He breaks it. He breaks through. He breaks on through to the other side. <laughs> gets, gives back all the, you know, the Rangers, their memory. Yep. Gets them together and they bring him down. Yep. Mighty Morphin style, baby. We also get Finster, we also get Finster as sort of uh, you know um, a ninja school reject. Well, master. no, he he's sort of uh, um, you know Bruce Wayne's butler here. Oh, he's out. Yeah, he's Alfred. He's yeah. Alfred so you know, but then he, we we learn about the emissaries. We learn about you know the the heart of the Morphin Master, and basically you know you once you get through there, you can. You can basically, you know, make a wish essentially, and you know, you can either fix things so that it never happened, or that it did happen, and you got to repair all the worlds. Um, we learn more about Dracon and you know all that stuff, and then yeah, and then it, you know, eventually we get we get to it, and Tommy, Tommy wins this fight. He yep. finally, you know, he's gotten he's gotten his ass kicked by Draken a few times, and it kind finally comes down to. Which Tommy's stronger, the one with friends or the one that rejected them? It's the one that has them. Yep. And we, you know, we learned that and he eventually, he eventually wins out. They make, because they're Power Rangers, you know, they make the, the, the right choice and uh, things are rewritten and it's perfect. And they all say their goodbyes and then Happy it's like, ending, except it did. So except there we go. The end. The end. Yep. I do like though Draken's kind of last stand and and like the final moments here. I do really really dig that. Yeah, and I do love because this is something in Tommy's character that he would do. He turns to him and says, "You don't have to be alone." But Draken yeah. just turns his back on him. And I think and I think that that one gesture sums up where they're different because had the, well, and how this is different than the TV show. Had this been the TV show, Draken would have said yes, 
and they would have become best friends and they'd hung out at the cheese bar. Uh, but again, that's sort of the fundamental difference between Tommy and Draken is that when his friends reached their hand out in friendship and offered to help him up, he took it. Draken did. Yeah. And that's yeah. in the end, that's the fundamental difference between the two of them. So I thought that was, you know, as much as I'm, you know, not like a big fan of the Tommy Oliver show starring the power. Um, I do think that's how that had to end. It had to end with those two ultimately facing off and you deciding which one is better. The Tommy with friends or the Tommy without. Mm -hmm. I did. I I like the way that was sort of wrapped up, but you know, yeah, absolutely. It was a lot to cram in one issue. It was, it was a whole lot to cram in one issue. Yeah. Uh, so before we give our ratings and everything else, uh, you know, in the, in the back of the trade here, we have the cover gallery. I know you can't see this, but you know, all the covers by now, I'm just looking through these, the, the helmet covers as Draken is holding them. I gotta say, Zach's looks like it's destroyed the most out of all of them. Oh Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the other one, the other covers that I absolutely love is all of the classic Ranger covers. So this is by Carlos Villa. It is from issue 26 color spotlight variant cover. So these, these color spotlight variant covers are like all the red Rangers in one cover, all the white Rangers, all the yellow Rangers. I have a few of those. Oh, I love those. I, I I love them. I think it's so great. It's so interesting to see all of the Rangers. And hey, we even have a turbo cover. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got yeah, I mean they did they did a good job with uh with a lot of these uh um with a lot of these uh variant covers. I was I was really yeah. uh very very collectible, I thought. Oh yeah. Uh, and I like to, I like certain covers I like to I like to have framed. And, and hang up. So I have quite a, I have quite a few of those that I've, I've decided to put up on my wall. So. Yeah. Very, very cool. All right. Zero to five on the GCR universal rating system. What would you give shattered grid? I'm giving this a five, baby. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I, like I said, I've, I've got some nitpicks here and there. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not 100% perfect, but I mean, it is, it's a long arc that involves a lot of continuity, a lot of, a lot of fan service and it, it delivers, it delivers on all of it. You know, it's a coherent storyline. It's exciting. It's fun. Um, it somehow evokes a lot of the same emotions and excitement that the original power Rangers TV show did, but also kind of makes it seem like more of an adult show without making it, like dark and gritty, if that makes any sense. Because even though people die, it's not like you see their heads blown off, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's not. I'm going to reference this because I have never actually seen it, but I've seen stories about it. But this is not Batman damned. We don't see any, you know, we don't see any bat dick in this. But the thing of it is, is that this is the story that, I, as a kid, and as I grew up, and what, like, by the time, 20 years ago, I was 21 years old when, when Time Force came out, and I still felt like I was 13 watching it, but I was still 21 years old when Time Force came out. So, I love that they put the 
dark and gritty and Draken would do this, but others wouldn't do like he goes yeah. to extremes that others wouldn't, but it's not like over the top Frank Miller violence, thank God. Exactly. Like it's it's a it's an adult series in that there's adult themes. Like I'm not gonna let my I can't wait till my kid is old enough to read this. Mm-hmm. I think he'll like it, but it's it's adult themes. It's more of a realistic, well, not realistic, but it, it's more, yeah, I guess it is more of a realistic look at that universe. You know, there's still some very unrealistic things. This is a Power Rangers comic book, but it is realistic in the sense that, you know, you get a sense of people's emotions, or you, you explore more. It's deeper. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, again, it is for us. It is for us that grew up. Yep. You know, like I said, I was between 13 and 15 between the first two seasons in the movie, you know? So, I mean, this story, Kyle Higgins on the writing, all of the artists that did the art, absolutely fantastic job. I don't think this story would have been what it was without this creative team. All right, folks, coming up next week, we are going beyond the grid. That's right. Jesse Raz is coming back for it. We get a double shot of Power Rangers here in June of 2021. And yeah, we're going to see how far we diverge on that road because apparently Jesse doesn't really like beyond the grid all that much. I'll give it, I'll give it another, I'll give it another reading, but uh, I didn't say I didn't like it. I just said it fails. It falls short from, uh, from what this was from shattered grid. It's a, it's a very tough act to follow and it doesn't follow. It's a tough act to follow, but I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to (laughs) save it for next week. I I'm just saying this as a closer here. What they're trying to do is they're trying to set up a whole new universe and team. So we're not coming back to just Jason Trini, Zach, Billy, Kimberly, and Tommy. And how'd that work out for them? <laughs> you know what? Uh, <sighs> anyway, so this has been uh, episode 415 of The Pullback. It has been episode 53 of From the Command Center. We will be back next week with Beyond the Grid. Here in the summer of 2021, we are trying to bring back the fun to podcasting and comics. Where can the people find you online, sir, if you would like to give that information out? Sure, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jesse Rass. One S at the end. I do a good enough job of putting, making myself out of an ass. I don't need you to do that. Um, so you can find me on Twitter uh, at Jesse Rass. I'm on Instagram, same thing. I'm on TikTok, same thing. I mean, yeah. I am at TFG at Mike. You can hear all the other information in the closing. Make your great escape into comics and may the power protect you all. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullback. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at ThePullBag and at Geekcast Radio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. Isn't the smallest chance of victory enough of a reason for us to keep on fighting? The world needs us, Rangers. 
One day the great responsibility of being the Green Ranger will fall to you. Take the world from evil. Stand by your allies. Never run from a battle. My mission is to bring you back. Ready? Let's, Let's rock it!